Awesome. Yeah, episode 17. So it's number 17. We're talking about dopamine. Dopamine. Boy, so this dopamine topic, it is stuff that me and Dr. Agen have both studied in school, but not something that we use day in and day out within our office. Now, while it does affect everything that's going on with our patients and, and us, it's not something that we directly uh, address all the time. So we really wanted to start researching and diving into it a little bit more so we could see, okay, how can we help our patients a little more with the way dopamine works? How can we help our patients understand it a little bit more so they can use their dopamine for them instead of against them? And I'll tell you what, when I started going through this, I learned that uh, I think I got a little bit more of a dopamine problem than I thought I did. Well, and it's, oh, you're, I'm right there with you, brother. Yeah. And uh, if we look at that as the the driver to a lot of motivation that we have, and I think towards the end of the year, it gets to be the holidays and Christmas and the, the dopamine levels actually right now for the next two weeks, we're like until basically Christmas day, mm -hmm. dopamine levels are high because it's all about that pursuit of something um, good, yep. so to speak. Yeah, and, be, and being happy, you want those happy spikes mm -hmm. because we've been kind of taught that, well, not taught, Christmas time is a wonderful time, especially here in the States. Um, you got a bunch of advertisements, everybody's smiling, everybody's having a good time per se. Mm -hmm. uh, we also know that Christmas is also a time where a lot of people struggle. Uh, and so even with the people who are struggling, they're also trying to reach for those dopamine levels as well. And so dopamine, it's, it's basically just a, a molecule that we use to either get something or sometimes avoid something. We're trying to reach something. So a very, um, a very easy example is if I eat chocolate, do I feel a little bit better? Absolutely. Mm -hmm. So it gives you that little kick and you're like, whew. You know, and so you're like, yep, I feel pretty good about that. And most of the time, if that makes you feel good, you're going to want to do it over again. Yeah. And it's a, it's a, you know, it's again, it's that pursuit. It's that feel good. And I, I love, um, the more we learn about the body and if we can honestly keep in mind at all times, if our body is in constant state of survival and, 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 you know, I've realized over time, especially researching this, I mean, we learned it a lot in school, um, but we're all dopamine addicts in some way, shape or form. But why is that? What is dopamine? Um, where does it even come from? Why would we produce a chemical in our brain? And again, going back to survival. So if we wake up and, and I guess we should go back to it's, it's um, the pursuit of eating, the pursuit yeah. of resting and the pursuit of mating are the natural ways that we secrete dopamine to get us to, to survive. So when we wake up and we need food, mm -hmm. um, you know, thousands of years ago, they would wake up and have nothing and they would need to go hunt for their food. So it's a natural chemical produced by the body to get us motivated, to get us driven, to do something that's going to produce. Like, Ooh, I might see that deer. Outcome. I might see that deer. And it's the, any deer hunter will tell you. Oh yeah, you get it. It's the pursuit of when the deer approach that buck fever that you get uh -huh. and, and, and shooting, you know, killing the deer. Um, during a deer season, during the sport, afterwards you get a, a little, a bit of a downer. Yeah, absolutely. Um, you know, especially if it's not as big as you thought he was. Is, is buck fever actually dopamine? Is that what we? I would say more adrenaline. More adrenaline, okay. More adrenaline, which all of them very connected. Hundred percent. You know, it's that adrenaline's connected to that pursuit feeling that we're having. Mm -hmm. We get a little dope of a, a little kick of adrenaline when we, um, we walk through a food court 
in a mall. You know, it stimulates that feeling. Okay, it's time to eat. We're in pursuit of eating. Mm -hmm. And controlling those impulses is is very important as well. But I think understanding why do we produce this chemical? Where the heck does it even come from? um, And how its connection to survival is, is amazing. Yeah, yeah, because if everything that we are now, while we are much more advanced than we were, you know, even even 50, 100 years ago, everything in our brain, our brain is so much older than we really think it is. It goes off of very old laws that our brain has been doing for a long time. So like Dr. Eggman's talking about going out there hunting or for us, this is something that's a little bit more relatable to us. You get on your phone. Let's say you posted something mm-hmm. earlier that day and you're like, did anybody like it? So one time you get on there and you get five likes and you're like, whoo, you know, that's our first post. Got five likes. That's pretty cool. Boom, bing, it hits and you feel pretty good. The next time you get on there, oh my goodness, I got 50 likes. Boom again. Here it is. Mm-hmm. Then you do it the next week and you only get three likes. Mm-hmm. Don't well, get that spike. You don't get the spike. And then a lot of the times it's a, it's an addictive feeling. It's that's where, um, you know, nicotine, uh, chocolate, and other substances and chemicals can increase, and we can almost biohack to get more dopamine. Um, but as we know, the more we're in search of that pursuit, um, the the return is diminished, and we're just going to constantly be searching for that initial dopamine hit from the first time. You remember the first time you ever had like chocolate, or I remember even cheese, man. Oh like, yeah, on an omelet or something. Oh yeah, like, what is this? Yeah, it, it's awesome. And then you keep doing it and it gets less and less and less. And so, you know, and so we've been studying and, and we listened to some other uh, big time podcasters, Andrew Huberman. We read some different research studies. And basically with your dopamine, you have a baseline level at all times. Now, that baseline level can change depending on how much you how much dopamine you demand per activity. So let's say let's put it in the um, in the case of of someone who likes cake. When you eat cake, boom, dopamine levels go up. You feel great. You're like, yeah, awesome. If you continue that every day, you will get less and less dopamine return from that. And so your baseline is going to get lower and lower and lower. And so you're not able to have as high peaks and you're really not able to have as low lows either. It's just going to be flat. So you can also see that with people. And a lot of people can... Um, uh, relate with alcohol mm-hmm. you get the, those returns keep getting worse and worse and worse every time you drink so the main thing with that dopamine you only have so much to cash in on mm-hmm. i mean if dopamine's coins and you want it boom 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 it puts a few coins in there but as you keep that activity up you get less and less return for your for your buck basically yeah and then you know i found it interesting too it's like you hear this a lot of the times with people trying to quit smoking, how caffeine and alcohol increase their likelihood to want to smoke, to get more of a dopamine hit. Mm -hmm. And you're constantly chasing the carrot um, with that. And I, and it, and again, it's, it's okay to, you know, for things to, to feel good and to, you know, pursue something that gives you more dopamine. Cause again, it's a driving chemical. That's really all about survival. Mm -hmm. And so another thing I found interesting too, is how, talking about a subject that you're passionate about. For example, we secrete, we secrete dopamine when we talk about holistic health, chiropractic. It's because it's like, it's our belief system. It's our love. It's our passion. So you get a group of people 
that are all talking about similar things, the, the dopamine uh, levels increase and that could be good or bad thing. So that could be, you know, you, you have a constant, uh, you know, area in a workplace that's, that's negative. Mm-hmm. Um, that there's a lot of toxicity, there's drama. Well, there's people secreting dopamine because of the, just the likelihood of spreading the drama and how that, that's something they have in common and they enjoy mm-hmm. doing that. And so that's where I truly feel like some people, we almost tend to want to judge, oh, they're judgmental. They're taught, there's so much drama. Well, I think that's a lot to do with that that chasing the carrot, the, the dopamine. Hits. Well, and it's all about what they were taught. So if they grew up in a family, if they had a, a sibling or they had a parent who loved to gossip or get into drama, that's the way that they believed that things should go. It was exciting. Might say my parent or my sibling would get excited when drama comes around. Mm-hmm. So all of a sudden, as a young person, I'm taught to get excited and release dopamine because there's drama. So as we get older, you see people and we wonder, man, why do they love drama so much? Mm-hmm. It's because their brain has been conditioned to release dopamine when those situations occur. And just on the same, on the other side of the coin, you have people who release dopamine just by having, you know, having a simple time Mm -hmm. because that's the way they were taught. And that's why dopamine, you know, the more studying I did on it, it's just a crazy molecule in how it happens because it's weird to think that something makes me feel good, but I also have to manage or try to manage the way I use it for my life because if I deplete it, then my life will go the other direction and I will be less responsive, less attentive, less motivated and all the rest of it. Mm-hmm. So it's, it's a total, as people say, a mind F because mm-hmm. it makes you feel good. So you want to chase after it again. And it's only natural, you know, and, and there's, you know, epigenetics, uh, how you handle uh, behaviors and so on and so forth. And so I, I always like to, simplify things and to give an example of of something so it's kind of like that feeling first time i hit a home run i was 10 years old and i remember that feeling you know of hitting the ball watching it go over rounding first base and watching the umpire twirl his arms around and know that you're free that feeling that you have running around the bases is a lot better than when you get in into the dugout with your boys and they're congratulating you and and all that Mm -hmm. it's just like that pursuit of it and then you you touch home plate and it's over. And then it's just like this big kind of like slow. Now you're on a little bit of a, little bit a of high, high for a little bit, but it doesn't peak like it does in the pursuit. Yep. And it's just like working out. It's just like building a business, anything, enjoying the process. We're actually in the pursuit of it. We're secreting more dopamine. Yep. But I think again, there's, and then that's subjective. So person A could love to grind it out, go to the gym, build a business, they're secreting dopamine that process where not everybody is the same. Yep. But with chemicals, I think we behave very similar. So nicotine, alcohol, chocolate. Yeah. Well, it's, and it's also the same. And we both kind of, we've talked about this before. When we went to chiropractic college, we're, we're excited. All that dopamine is going. We're excited. You got another test. Boom, rock that one. Then you get to the next semester. I mean, it's a full, I mean, that school was full of dopamine. If you were succeeding because you would have a test every couple of days you pass it heck yeah and let's keep moving and then once we got out and you slayed the beast that you've been working on Mm -hmm. for about three and a half years Mm -hmm. boom you hit a low dude you go way down because you just spent so much energy 
so much dopamine, so much adrenaline on this one task. And then when it's over, because I remember at graduation thinking, why am I somewhat kind of sad? Because for three and a half years, I'd use my dopamine and use all my feel-good chemicals, all my extra energy into this one task, and now it was done. Mm -hmm. And then you hit this somewhat of a low there, and you're like, now it's not like a full-on I'm depressed low, but it's like, well, what the heck do I do now? Mm -hmm. I've been using this this particular uh, activity to stimulate me and stimulate my happiness for this long, and now I don't have it anymore. Yeah, and you know, it's... uh... I I believe we're never done pursuing and that's what we got to keep in mind that even though you have a goal and you're, you're wanting to hit that goal, whatever that is, whether it's, uh, you know, going through college, whether it's starting a business, whether that's saving up money to buy a house. And then, you know, it's, you got to find your next mountain to climb. And I always say that that's a survival technique. We are designed to keep going, keep pursuing. And what happens is we're just so hooked on that end result. Yeah. And I think that too much of that will, will lead to some too. Well, I mean, you can, you've been constantly chasing something. You got to be satisfied as well. Yeah. Um, it's finding that good balance on what it is, but I, I don't want to confuse our viewers on really what we're trying to explain with dopamine is, is coming down to the holidays. Um, you're with your loved ones, with your families, it, it majority of Christmas and all that good stuff should be around more love and spending time together. But I mean, you even remember as a kid, Christmas, I mean, that is, they got kids hooked on dopamine. Oh yeah. You know, fired up. Sandy's coming to town. We got Christmas movies. You're, you're just getting amped up and you're slowly, and that's the joy and love of Christmas and the spirit of it. I mean, you can't doubt that. I mean, that's yeah. just a, a good thing, but yeah. What, what, but then what happens the, the day, the evening after Christmas a little bit, a little less uh, exciting and really like shining. Yeah. And so with this, there's really, and we're going to, with the holidays, there's not a lot of solution to it. It's more about understanding that this does happen because I know when, when I finally understand why certain things happen to me, I feel so much better about it because I understand that this is natural. Mm -hmm. It's natural for your mind to, to do that. So for all of you that, boy, you get hyped up, all the grandkids are there, your kids, whoever, and you're so excited. But then that next day and, and, and all the way until new year's, you're just kind of, well, that goodness, you know, Mm -hmm. that's natural because your body can only handle so much release of dopamine before it gets depleted. Mm -hmm. So knowing that you can feel good and go, Hey, we're going to have a great time, but we know that it's going to dip down a little bit and that's okay. And then we'll get back up and do it again. Yeah. And I think too, it's, it's having that plan in place after the letdown, you know, I, I always try to keep in mind is it's also the end of the year, take a little time to reflect and relax. But then, you know, once January 1st hits, you know, after watching some football games, Mm -hmm. um, have your next mountain to climb so that we can pursue something, uh, that I also found interesting in doing this research is how taste, smell, texture, and temperature are all subjective to how each individual handles it, but those all can increase dopamine levels as well. So for example, you go into a coffee shop or you go, like we talked about with the food court, or if you smell food that actually stimulates a hormone called ghrelin that connects to the brain from the stomach to secrete dopamine. Because how many times you're, you're kind of hungry or maybe it's around lunch and you smell food. Again, it's the pursuit 
of that food. So um, you smell the food, it makes you hungry. You secrete that hormone called ghrelin that's basically preparing your stomach for some food. And then you eat that food and then those dopamine levels go down. And a lot of times you don't feel too good after eating high sugar, high fats, um, and those unhealthy foods. But those are actually tricking our bodies into secreting more dopamine because we're just going to be driven to do more and more of that. Um, and that relates to bad behaviors and dieting. Two systems um, at once hit going on kind of battling, but also synergistic all at the same time. Yeah. And I think again, the viewers to understand that, like when you smell food and it makes you hungry and you're like, Oh, I'm hungry. That's your dopamine right there. Yeah. So that's a good example of, and then your pursuit of food or McDonald's. Heck, you can walk by a McDonald's and smell it, and it makes you hungry, even though I know the stuff's poison and I haven't had it in years. Yeah. I want some. Yeah. Um, but that's that little bit of a dopamine hit. So did you know that caffeine – so this is a big one for everybody because everybody does caffeine. Mm -hmm. And a lot of people want to know, is caffeine good for me? Is caffeine bad for me? Well, we're going to kind of go at it in the respect of dopamine. Mm -hmm. So does caffeine – spike dopamine because you when we drink a cup of coffee or we drink different things we feel better obviously so we're doing a little research and you know i was watching that andrew huberman podcast and he said this and i, I thought it was awesome so basically caffeine does raise dopamine a little bit mm -hmm. but it's not enough to where like like when you eat things or having sex or you know all those other different activities that make you feel really good caffeine enhances the dopamine signaling in the brain mm, yeah so it basically makes so if you drink some caffeine, makes it more sensitive to other chemicals increasing dopamine is what I picked up from that. Yeah. So basically it increases the upregulation of certain dopamine receptors. So caffeine basically allows you to experience more of the dopamine effects. Mm -hmm. So when you drink caffeine, it's less about, hey, I'm spiking my dopamine. It's more about uh, it enhances the dopamine. It enhances the effects of dopamine. So you're not necessarily getting a spike like you do if you were to have sex or the pursuit of sex, which we learned is different when it mm -hmm. comes to dopamine spikes. You have different spikes as you're wanting to have sex. And then when you do have sex, it's totally different, which is another mind blowing thing of how our body works. But basically we are able to, to feel the effects of that dopamine more when you have that cup of coffee or whatever that caffeine is. Yeah. So if you and I were having a cup of coffee together talking about football, if we were just talking about football, the dopamine levels wouldn't be as oh, high. Oh, yes. I get what you're saying. So now. have a cup of coffee. We both like to talk about sports, football. The dopamine levels are up. But if yep. we were talking about, um, you know, paper airplanes and – and how to make different <laughs> well no wonder i like uh because i used to uh i really like my caffeine I've, I've went down on it quite a bit but back in the day man i drink a cup of coffee and then i drink a little mountain dew zing if i was on like a um i shouldn't say zing should i oh keep it i like it so i drink uh, some coffee and then i drink a little mountain dew and i'd be on a car ride with a buddy and dude i'm just rocking mm -hmm. i mean my mouth is going a million miles an hour i got uh, tons of things to say it's all because man i'm just hyped up and i'm feeling those dopamine effect and i'm feeling good yeah and i've always uh with working out had some form of caffeine source to get going and it's anybody that's taking pre-workout i'll tell you you know on the way to the gym is the best part when you're drinking your pre-workout jamming out to some songs that's that's almost better than the actual workout 
but then you get that peak during a workout you're feeling good but then after the workout usually a lot of times there's a little bit of a crash yeah absolutely um, and which then i usually go for a little more caffeine because we got to come in here and you got to go do something else. So I think the big takeaway with this and, and the one tool that we can really give you and Dr. Egan's already kind of hit on it is go don't focus as much on the outcome or the reward, because if you're doing that, you're just you're searching for that dopamine all the time. Mm -hmm. Go after that process and and love the process. Be even kill. Be be uh, respectful of those dopamine levels. Don't deplete them because if you can actually manage your dopamine levels, you'll actually feel better, be more motivated, and be happier on a daily basis. If you don't have as many highs, if you don't have as many highs, you won't have as many lows either. Mm -hmm. Yep. And, you know, a wise man once said, never get too high, never get, you know, too low. <laughs> yep, Just absolutely. Ride it out, and if you want more on this, so there is a total background when it comes to the cellular level and how it works in the body. Definitely go check out the Andrew uh, Huberman podcast. It's, it's episode number 39. I can't remember. It's how to use your dopamine for motivation. Can't remember the exact title, but go check that out if you want a little bit more information on that. We really love that podcast. That was great. And that's why we kind of wanted to to do a little bit on our own and explain kind of our our instances and what, what we deal with as well. Well, and I think, I, I think it's important to understand why it's produced in our body. And again, we just try to simplify things that, that door open door to holistic health. That's what we're looking to do. But again, it's, if we can understand that no matter what the body's trying to survive Yeah. and you know, there can be some uh, habits that we form to make it worse, but dopamine's an amazing chemical. And it's probably the, to me, my favorite, chemical of the body because it's all on drive and motivation and why we're even here as humans. Yeah. And, and why you feel down sometimes when you really don't know why you should feel down. Yeah. Uh, and a lot of us take it personal and we go, well, we're just, you know, why am I so sad or why am I so down? Well, really, if the day before you had such a good time, it, you're probably going to be a little bit depleted at that point. So if you know that you can kind of get your dopamine in waves uh, so that you feel better over a long period of time. Well, and let's get real. Anybody that's, uh, you know, these companies out there advertising Facebook, social media, they understand this. Yeah. They I mean, <laughs> goodness. that's how, that's how they hook us is mm -hmm. dopamine. You know, you, you take somebody that's 60 years old for the first time gets on Facebook and has four likes on their picture. It's game over. Yeah. You know, because they've, they've understood how to increase our dopamine to make us want things and want it and want it. And that's, and that's, uh, one of the things that we're, we're even seeing. And a lot of people will say, uh, well, some of the younger kids don't like to get out or they don't, they don't do the same things as other generations. do. So they like to stay on their phone. They like to stay in the room. They're maybe not as social. Well, one of the reasons, and this is multifactorial, Oh, that's a good word. Uh, so basically, there's a lot of things that go with this. But one reason is, is that they're getting so much dopamine sitting in their room. They can get on their phone and look things. People text them. They got a friend to text them. Boom, bing. They're playing a, a video game. They accomplish something. So much dopamine is being released that really they don't have to go do anything else. Well, it makes you wonder where all these you know, increased cases of ADHD and ADD are coming from, uh, you know, yeah. cause then you can go with sugar, you know, kids eating sugar. I mean, a freaking four or five year old doesn't know how to handle dopamine and sugar. They see a candy bar, they eat it and it makes them, you know, they feel good. Yep. 
you know, and so we got to, uh, but you're right. I mean, it's right at our fingertips. Um, but again, we need to understand that's, that's, uh, something that's been driven into us in a negative way to be consumers hey, and I, not, uh, surviving humans. I talk about kids, but, uh, it's everybody. Now. Oh, we all in there, man. We all in there. And so you have to, you have to be careful with those, your dopamine releases on your phone. I think that's probably the most prevalent one that we have. And the way to do that is, is to limit the amount of time that you spend on that darn thing. Because it's good to enjoy. It is. But when you keep going back, say like TikTok, I see these people video after video after video after video. Have you ever noticed when you get to like the thousandth video in two hours, you're just like, you're just drained. You ain't got nothing left in you. And you hadn't even moved. <laughs> That's what's happening to people. Yeah. So enjoy things, but learn how your body works. And that way you can use it so you can have a good time all the time. And you just don't wear your body out. Mm -hmm. And like we always say, pick your poison. Yeah, pick your poison. Dude, I think we could do about a two-hour uh, deal of this. We'll probably come back and visit this at some point. It is important to understand. And, again, it's it can be pretty complex. Uh, but I think the understanding uh, part of it is that it's designed for survival and it makes us feel good. But there's due to technology and the way the world is, there's other ways that we can enhance it mm -hmm. um, externally that have really caused a, a little bit of a malfunction and really – why we we secrete that hormone or that chemical so to yeah speak. too much yeah yep. absolutely all right episode 17 we are <laughs> at the end our favorite ball player me and dr Aiken actually have the same one mm -hmm. so we'll just talk about it. we we went over at the beginning and we thought about the same guy number 17 for the colorado rockies yep todd todd hilton Hill. He's solid. I don't know if I know many other 17s. Philip Rivers. Uh, Philip was 17? Philip Rivers, 17 for the Chargers. Nice. But now that he's retired and the Chiefs took care of him for all those years. See ya. Uh, he was a great quarterback, but, uh, you know, he was, he was I, I just can't put him since he was in the AFC West. He's not. We don't even want to talk about I'm him. not mentioning <laughs> Love it. All right. All right, guys. So, as always. If you're on Apple Podcasts, check us out on YouTube. Uh, leave us a review on Apple Podcasts. It'll help us out. Subscribe to our YouTube. Do the whole deal. Comment. We'd love to hear from you. I'm trying to get better at commenting back. I've been yeah, working on a bunch cool of other see, stuff. Uh, some of the comments. Yeah, I've been having uh, some comments. Awesome. Absolutely. All right, guys. Well, have a good one. See you.